0: You know, this weekend we're continuing this message series with the focus of overcoming distractions, finding focus in the midst of distractions. And maybe you saw it on the news, but last month, back in May, the state of New York introduced a new bill to the House of New York that would make it illegal to be texting while you are walking. Did you guys see the news on that? It's pretty crazy. You know, so they'll discuss this in the in the house over at the state of New York, but I would love to see what happens because people in New York are already crazy what would happen if this bill actually gets passed. But you know, here's the reality, what I think this reveals. We have become a very distracted nation. We've become so distracted that we can't even walk straight anymore. You know, according to statistics that were provided by Pittsburgh's favorite ambulance chasing lawyer, Edgar Snyder, you know him, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Yes, that guy. He provides some statistics on his website that say at any given time throughout the day, approximately 660,000 people are attempting to use their smartphones while driving. That's crazy when you think about it. One out of four accidents that happen in our country occur because someone is texting while driving. That comes to about 1.6 million crashes every single year. This just reveals how distracted we have become as a nation. And now before all of you anti-techie people jump on your soapbox and say, I told you so, realize this. Every one of us, Has become equally distracted. Every one of us has that same struggle. We just all have different vices every one of us has a different issue that is causing us distraction in our life we all have the noticeable distractions like our smartphones or other things that we can easily identify but far more are detrimental to our lives Are distractions that quietly surround us that kind of go under the radar that we completely overlook that have just controlled and consumed our lives these distractions cause us causes us to lose our focus To keep us really from living life to the fullest. The life that Jesus promised us. It keeps us from living our lives to the fullest of potential. And so often we are missing out because we are so distracted. It's just the reality of us today. We've become so distracted that we're missing out. And I bet it's safe to assume that there's a lot of us that don't even realize it. We don't even realize what's going on. You know, there's a blogger named Joshua Becker, and his website is becomingminimalist.com, which in this site, he provided a great post that highlights most of the significant under-the-radar distractions that we face in our life. And I just want to highlight some of these because I bet it's safe to assume that you struggle with at least one of these, if not more. You know, one of the distractions that we tend to face is the promise of tomorrow. You know, the song, we're always working for the weekend, Right? We're always waiting with anticipation the weekend, or our vacation, or our retirement, and we get so focused on the promise of tomorrow that we miss out on today. We lose sight of the moment because we can't wait for what's about to come. That's one distraction. Another distraction is the pursuit of perfection. You know, we do need to pursue excellence, In all that we do in our life, whether it's serving Jesus or working or our roles as parents, whatever it may be, we should always strive for excellence. But doing our best and achieving perfection are rarely the same thing. They're two different things. And when perfection becomes our goal, it becomes the enemy of progress. It really does. So often, we don't achieve excellence because we become the goal of perfection and we miss out. And we can't allow that to become a distraction in our life. The next is the regret of yesterday. I bet it's safe to assume that there's many people sitting in this room right now that are so distracted in their life because of a regret of what happened yesterday or last week or last year or maybe 10 years ago. And my friends... We can never move forward if we're consumed by regret of the past. It just won't happen. We can't allow regret of yesterday to distract us from the opportunities of today because we are missing out. Do you have a regret of the past? Call it out for what it is. Apologize if necessary and then make the next right choice and move on. Because if you are consumed by the regret of yesterday, you will never meet your potential. You will never live the life that God called you to do. You are missing out on God's best. Another distraction that we tend to have is the accumulation of and desire of more wealth, more possessions, and just stuff consumes us and consumes our society. And let's be honest, wealth and possessions consume our time and our effort and our focus. And oftentimes the desire for more causes us to miss out on what we already got. And we need to be careful with that. Another distraction is the need for notoriety. You know, this constant desire to live our life just to simply be recognized, to be noticed. But if you're living that life constantly trying to be noticed, you're missing out. You're missing out what this often tends to cause you to do is create shortcuts in your life, cause you to make bad choices just so someone else can see you, just so someone can recognize you. My friends, please learn whose eyes matter most in your life. First of all, it should be God. And second of all, second of all who is the people in your life that really matter, that you should be striving to please? Because everybody else is just distracting you. And hear me now. Whenever you say yes to someone, you're saying no to somebody else. And every time you make a decision or an attempt to be recognized, always know, always understand, who am I saying no to? Because oftentimes we're saying no to the wrong people. And we need to be careful with that another distraction in our life is constantly comparison, comparing ourselves with other people or other things. And we get ourselves in these cycles of, well, that person has a better car. That person has a better house. That person got further along in, 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 in my work field than I did. Whatever it might be, and we're always comparing ourselves to other people, and we're never good enough because we're always comparing ourselves to someone else. Can you just stop it if you're doing that? Because you will never be satisfied. You will never achieve what you're hoping to achieve by comparing yourself to someone or something else. You are a child of God, and you matter just for who you are. Realize that. You are significant because you are created by the God of the universe. Don't allow comparing yourselves to other people distract you from God's best The next distraction that we tend to have is the appeal for pleasure. Similar to the wealth and possessions, we're constantly trying to find things just to have fun, enjoy life, go lucky, whatever it may be. And so often pleasure pulls us away from God's best. And we don't even know and realize that we're missing out. And finally, the last distraction that we tend to have in our life is indifference. We kind of just can't stand this world we live in anymore and we just tune everything out and we become victims of society. But when we do that, we, we miss out on what God's calling us to. We miss out on the potential that God wants to do in our lives. My friends, please don't miss out on this. Every one of us at some level struggles with distractions in our life, myself included. We're all in the same boat. We're all under the same... Um, issue of these under-the-radar distractions that's pulling us away from God's best, from missing out on God's desire for your life, from what He's calling you to. Because I want you to know something today. Every one of you, as a child of God, has been called to something. God has has created you for a purpose. You all have a purpose. You all have a calling. Yet so often we allow the distractions of this world to cause us to miss out on the calling that God has given us. This past week I was listening to a a speaker. He was talking about sitting next to his dad at his father's deathbed. And his dad, he said, was a great man. He was always there for other people, always helped meet needs. He was a great father. He was always there for his children. But laying there on his deathbed, the son said his father looked him in the eyes and said... I think I missed my calling. I think I missed out. And the son said how he's broken at that moment just to think to fathom that his father at the end of his life felt like he missed what was should have been the most important thing in his life. Whatever that was. And I'll tell you what my friends I don't want to be on my deathbed one day looking at my boys saying, I think I missed my calling. Well, I was busy. I, I had all this stuff going on, but I missed my calling. You see, we can't allow distractions to cause us to become unfocused to the point that we missed the very reason you were created. Don't miss your calling. Don't miss God's best in your life because the world we live in is so full of lies. It's so full of disappointment that's just pulling us left and right. And when we get distracted, we lose our focus. And it's so easy to stray away and not stay true to who we are to be, who God is calling us to become. And oftentimes, we become so distracted that we lose focus on the very most important relationship we should have in our life, and that is Jesus. He is everything, and if you want to experience life's best, you need to experience Jesus. You need to. And many of us in some way find ourselves just going down the slippery slope of distractions. You see, you know what distractions do? They just come under the radar and we don't even realize it, and we're constantly striving for more and more and overcome these distractions, and then we just become unsatisfied. And if you're like me, you've, you've complained because you're just not satisfied in your life. We've all been there. And we constantly complain about how unsatisfied, how we're missing out, which, causes distri- which is caused by distractions in our life. And what unsatisfaction does is causes us to lose focus of what really matters. And when we lose focus of what really matters, our focus gets blurred and we lose sight of what is the most important thing and we miss out on God. And we miss out on God's best. See, here's the bottom line. Focus is found with the ability to be content. That's where focus is found. That's where God's best for you is found. The Apostle Paul put it this way in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Paul writes, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. This verse should challenge us. Whatever we have, no matter if we have a lot or little, we should find the ability to be content, not allow distractions to pull us away from what God desires in our life. You know, to be content, you know where it really starts? It starts with us stopping the lure for more. We need to stop the lure for more for more. And I think we all struggle with that. We all struggle with that. All struggle with the unsatisfaction of what we have, and we always want something else. But did you catch what Paul wrote? He wrote he was content with whatever he had. The Apostle Paul was a man who went from having everything from a, with the religious leaders to them following Jesus and losing it all. He was a man who was in prison. He was chained. He was whipped for his faith. He, everything was taken away from him. Yet in this moment, he said, I am content with whatever I have you know the struggle is real my friends the struggle is real this constant lore for more how we are always so unsatisfied with who we are with what we have or what we feel we're missing out on you know who I blame it on I blame it on HGTV HGTV did it you know in the evening, when we put our boys to bed, I often lose the remote, remote war, and my wife flips on HGTV, and uh, I've watched all the Chip and Joannas and the House Hunters, and I'm always amazed. I sit there, and I watch that. I watch House Hunters, and I watch these people who go to the Caribbeans, and they're looking for their second home with a budget of like $10 million. I'm like, who are you, and what do you do? <laughs> and if that's you here, can, you, can, can I meet you after service? It's just amazing. And as I sit there and I watch those shows, it's so easy what begins to happen in my heart and my mind. You know what happens? Oh, that really is a nice house. Oh, that house on the beach, that would be perfect. You know what? I wish I could have that. I want to get that house. And then it begins to happen in your heart, doesn't it? That lure for more. And then you become unsatisfied with what you have. You know, every so many years, when our cars become clunkers and it's time to go get a new car, my wife and I go car shopping, and we find a car that, inevitably, we find it, we're like, this is amazing. This car is perfect. I could never imagine having a car like this. It has all the bells and whistles. It has, it has the, this, all the all the music. It's beautiful. And we get the car and we're driving it. A year later, as the car gets more used, I see the other car driving down the road. You know, I see I see their bells and whistles. I see the cars that drive by themselves. I see the rag top down so my hair can blow. (laughs) And I see it all. And all of a sudden it begins to happen in my heart. That lore for more. This car is fine, but boy, would I love to have that car. Do I need a new car? No, but would I like a new car? Oh yeah. And it just happens under the radar, doesn't it? It just consumes us, and it controls us. And before you know it, we live a life that is just simply unsatisfied. This constant lure for more. Years ago, I was on a mission trip in Haiti, and my heart just broke for these kids. I saw them in their living environments and I went to their houses, I met their families, I saw them at the orphanage. I I helped feed them meals and my heart just broke for them. And you know what I wanted to do? I just wanted to take a bunch of them, jump on an airplane and bring them back home and just spoil them for a little. Give them give them some joy. Take them to Disney World, do something. And I'll never forget what the missionary told me. He said, "Bill, If you are not planning on them staying permanently with you in America, don't you dare ever take them out of this environment. He said, because at this moment, they only know what they know. And you take them to America, and they come back, you will cause more damage than good. Because in that environment, their goal is to help them to learn how to live in the environment that they are in. And as soon as they come to this environment, they get that lore for more. And it would affect them in a negative way. It would cause them more struggles to live in the environment that they are in. Can I just be honest? Our society is so consumed with this, so consumed with this lore for more, we are constantly, constantly unsatisfied. We're constantly not content with where we are at, with what we have, and we miss out on what God wants to do for us. Years ago, this movie came out called Castaway. You guys seen that with Tom Hanks? I I enjoyed that movie. And, uh, you know, that movie kind of hit me when he got back home. And I'll never forget the scene when he was laying in the hotel room late at night. And he was sleeping on the floor because the bed was no longer comfortable for him. And all he was doing was flipping on the light, turning it on. Flipping on the light and turning it off. You know, that really hit me. Because it made me realize something that I struggle with, and maybe you do too. That so often we overlook the everyday miracles that God does in our life. And we're never satisfied The fact that you woke up today and you are breathing is a miracle. The fact that you have food provided today is a miracle. The fact that you have electricity to flick on those lights is a miracle. Let me tell you something, my friends. Every single day, God is doing miracles in your life. But because we are so unsatisfied, we overlook them and we miss out on God's best. And until you see what God is doing every day around you... We'll always miss out on what God wants to do through you. My friends, you are a child of God that he created with a purpose. Don't miss that. Don't be so consumed with this world that you miss out on the best that God has for you. He loves you desperately. Stop with the Lord for for more. We need to break this cycle in some way in your life. I know I do. I'm not out of this. I'm not... I'm in this boat with you. It's a struggle for all of us. We need to jump ship of this lure for more and see what God really wants to do for us because what he has is so much more better because when we stop this lure for more, the next thing we need to do is really learn how to live. We really need to learn how to live because I think many of us have forgotten how to live. We have. And what I mean by that is this, we have become so busy, so consumed by our distractions that we equate surviving with living. And they're two different things, completely two different things. Yes, you have learned how to survive. You have learned how to make it day by day. You have learned how to get to the weekend. But have you really learned how to live? How to really live? You see, surviving is just the ability to make it day by day, but living is to experience life to the fullness. Living is seeing God at work within you and through you. Living is being content no matter your, your circumstances. Living is joy that no matter the ups and downs of life, you have joy because of Jesus. You know, living is seeing the life that Jesus has promised. Life to the fullness. There's a difference and we need to move on from just merely surviving in this world and we need to live fully in the way that God has called us to live. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in verse 12 of Philippians chapter 4, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. You know, here's the reality Paul learned no matter if he had a lot when he was a religious leader and elite or if he had little when he was in chains and being whipped. No matter the case, I love these words, he learned how to live. It didn't matter what was going on in this world because his focus was Jesus. His cornerstone was Jesus. And some of us, struggle with this maybe we don't have a lot and we're constantly unsatisfied because we're struggling to make it day by day financially or whatever it might be and we're constantly looking at what other people have and we're just not living we're not we're missing out on the joy that god has for us or maybe you have everything you have everything you could possibly imagine but yet you're still living a life that's constantly unsatisfied. And you're missing out because there's more to that. You know what it ultimately comes down to? This question, what do you rely on? In your life, in your journey, what do you rely on? So often these distractions become the things that we rely on and we miss out on God's best. But Paul, he relied completely on Jesus. He relied on who he was in his life. Look what Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Can I just be honest for a moment? You know, so often we tend to use this verse merely for a sporting game. And I grew up in athletics, and I get it. But when Paul wrote this, he wasn't thinking about a football field or baseball diamond or anything like that. His focus was living his life for Jesus as he was sitting in chains when he wrote these words. And he said, in that moment when he was beaten by the world, I can do everything through Christ." who gives me strength. You see, for Paul, it didn't matter what the world gave to him or what the world took away because what he relied on was Jesus. And so often we miss out on joy because we rely on this world and when the world takes stuff away from us, we're broken. We're broken because we're relying on the wrong stuff. Jesus should be our cornerstone. Paul did everything through Christ, and because of that, he had strength. He revealed that Jesus was his cornerstone. Jesus was the center of everything he did, and through that, he had the ability to be content. That's what I strive for. I'm nowhere near perfect. I'm not. Just ask my wife. But I strive to find the ability to be content no matter what this world provides. No matter what this world gives me, no matter what this world takes away, it is fine by me because I ultimately want to strive for Jesus. That's who I aim to please and that's who I know gives me all that I need. He is the one who gives us joy and the one who provides strength. At some point, we need to declutter our lives. We become so busy that we're missing out on the most important thing. We need to declutter our lives and rely on Jesus more. You know, one of the most disappointing excuses and one of the most one of the most biggest distractions that we face in our world today. One that I think every one of us have said this at some point in our life, myself included, and that is, I'm just too busy. Busyness has become our biggest distraction, my friends. And can I just be real with you for a moment? It's just an excuse. It's just an excuse. You know, I heard someone once say that busy, busyness does not reveal a successful life, busy, busyness often reveals an undisciplined life. Because it's a life that tends to spiral out of control. It's a life that is so overwhelmed with too many stuff, you don't know which you're really supposed to do. It's a life that's so consumed by saying yes to everything and no to nothing, and your calendar is just chock full of stuff that most, 90% of it, probably really doesn't matter. We can't lose sight of what's the most important. We can't use the excuse that I'm too busy to miss out on God's best. I don't want to be on my deathbed and tell my boys, I think I missed my calling. Yeah, I was pretty busy, but I think I missed my calling. I don't want that to happen to you either. Don't miss out on God's best. See your calling. See what's going on. We've got to declutter our lives. We've got to find the ability to rely more on Jesus. Make him the cornerstone of all that you do because until then, you will never be focused. Until then, you will always struggle to find strength in your life and in your journey. Until then, you will continue to miss out on God's best and true joy in your life. Jesus loved you so desperately. He loved you so desperately that he sent his son That he went to the cross, I mean, to die for you. To give up everything for you. And Paul said, I'm going to rely completely on him. What about you? See, every week here at Impact, we just pause for a moment to remember his sacrifice. To remember what he gave for us. In a time of what we call communion. A time to remember the sacrifice that God gave to us. And did you know that Jesus died on the cross to give you life for all eternity. And then he walked out of that grave to give you purpose in your life. You have a calling. And so let's use this time as we remember his sacrifice, as we take the bread that signifies his body and the juice that reveals the blood that he poured out so that you may be free. Let's use this as an opportunity to remember his sacrifice, but also Begin the process of decluttering our life. What is God calling you to? Let's not miss out on our calling. Let's not allow the distractions of this world to cause us to lose focus. Let's re-engage Jesus. And let's experience his best. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. Because you've given up so much for us. Lord God, Forgive me, forgive us for when we say we're just too busy for you. Lord, forgive us for when we allow these under the radar distractions to consume us, to cause us to lose focus of what is the most important, to lose focus of your best for our life. And Lord, I just pray for each person right now sitting in this room. You know each of their stories, you know their past, you know their hopes and dreams, and Lord, you know their calling. And Lord, I pray right now that each person can re-engage you. Help us to see our calling that you have given to us. And may we declutter our lives to focus solely on you. Lord Jesus, thank you for the cross. Thank you for the life that you have given to us because of your death and your resurrection. We pray all this in your name. Amen.